Welcome to Uncontained, episode 121. I'm your host, Aaron Static Render. On the show today, I speak a musician who is working on getting started out in LA. Now, I know recently I've been having some bigger guests on the show, and I will continue to do that, but I also don't want to stray away from the artist who is just getting started out, just getting their feet under them, trying to build a name for themselves. Like my guest this week, Nick Howery, who just moved to LA about six months ago from a small town called Roswell, no, not New Mexico, Roswell, Georgia. And I talked to him about uh, what he's been going through, how he's been getting shows, and what the struggle is like for a musician trying to build his name for himself after moving out to LA. And Nick has also hooked me up with a track to play for you, his song Spinning Wrong. So before I jump into the conversation, take a listen. We'll be back on the other side with the interview. Start to hear the different sounds But when you leave your search For what won't be found Sometimes it's right And I move along But sometimes there's pain With every dawn Sometimes you feel like your presence is gone And you feel like a spinning wrong Spinning wrong and Bring color into a day Lose track of what they say A cruel world don't need to know How you should be a top our bits thrown, bring a style to wandering on. You'll be caught where you belong. The time tells on its own, don't write it in stone. Sometimes it's rain and I move along. Sometimes there's pain with every dawn. Sometimes you feel like your presence is gone And you feel like earth is spinning wrong Spinning wrong Spinning wrong Sometimes you feel like 
like your presence is gone And you feel like a spinning wrong And you feel like a spinning wrong And you feel like a spinning wrong Spinning wrong Outside in the snow Frost beat your little shore Outside in the snow Frost beat your little shore Spinning on How are you doing today, Nick? And welcome to Uncontained. I'm doing fine this evening. Thank you very much. Good to be here. All right, man. Thank you for joining me. Um, So what have you been up to, man? I know you recently moved to L.A., correct? Yeah. um, I moved moved out here November the 2nd of uh, this year. So you've been in L.A. for just over half a year. And how's it treating you there? I think uh, as time goes by, I become more comfortable and find more uh, more things to do, you know, in a social so- circle or, uh, you know, going out or, or whatever else. I mean, it's, it's it, I think there are definitely more challenges uh, in the early phases of, of kind of getting situated out here. But yeah, overall, I think it's been a great experience and one that I hope continues for sure. All right. Great. Great. How do you find yourself fitting into the music scene in L.A.? Well, that's a challenging question. Um one one part of that answer would be, uh, you know, I, I play as as many places as I, as I can, um, and and the response is is always, you know, there's always a few people coming up after, you know, talking to me personally, which is always great. So that that's a great part of that. But but finding the shows to play or the places to play is, I think, where the challenge really is. And you know, uh, I do this thing, openmics.org, and there's there's always plenty of opportunities uh, every day of the week or. At, at, at least one, you know, um, and I hit up a lot of those, but, but it's like, you know, it's, anything other than an open mic, uh, is often very difficult to find, um, or to, um, not only find, but actually get on the calendar for, you know, what, whatever venue you, t- you want to talk about. And also, there, you know, there's this thing pay to play out here, which is also pretty crazy. And that's, uh, it's, it's just hard, you know? Yeah. Is it, uh, that's kind of similar to a bringer show, right? Where they, you have to buy the tickets from them and you can sell them to your friends or. Yeah. So there's two ways. There's one direct and one kind of not as direct. The first would be, you know, you, if you pay, um, you know, X amount of dollars, you can perform here on this night for this time slot. And then the other way where it also really doesn't matter who you are, or how talented you are is if, you know, uh, you have to sell, and this is the most popular one, really. And you, you know, you have to sell uh, X number of tickets. You know, let's say fifteen, um, and we're going to hold you to that. You know, if you don't sell those tickets and bring in that revenue, then uh, you're, you're you're left with the bill. Um, you know, that's hard because you know, especially if you just moved out here, you don't have a, a huge uh, circle like that. I mean, even back in Georgia, I don't know if I really could have brought fifteen people like that. Um, of course, I wasn't as much into my career then as I am now, but still, you know, that's a, it's a big number, uh, especially for you know a, thir- a thirty-minute, an hour set on a weekday night. Yeah, 
So you have the 15 tickets, uh, $10 a piece or whatever. I know of some comedians who have just like foot the bill for them and just handed out the tickets just to have people in the crowd. So it looks like they're bringing yeah. a crowd. Is that something That's you've done thing. or? That's not something I've done, uh, nor would I really be open to doing uh, for several reasons. One is I just don't have any money to, to you know, be able to do that. Really, that's the main reason. I guess yeah, <laughs> it's financially it's impossible for me. <laughs> all if right, I had all the money in the world, I'd be paying a thousand people to show up, you know. But at the same time, I, I wouldn't feel right about that. I mean, I guess it'd just be kind of more of a circumstantial thing, you know. So if you're not captivating to the crowd, um, you know, or your comedy or your music's not good or whatever, then yeah, you've brought fifteen people through the door. Um, and you know, maybe they'll give you another, another, uh, thing because of that, you know, the next time, but then are you going to what, like pay another, you know, $150 for another 15 people? Um, and I think you're just going to have to be repeat, repeat that, you know, unless of course they actually see something in you and then you build a fan base, you know, from people, from other people who saw you at the place while they were there. Um, that just gets very tricky, you know? Oh yeah. I could see that becoming, um, a little bit pricey. Yeah, can you imagine paying $150 to perform and having to pay your rent, you know, the first day of the month? Yeah, yeah, I hear that, my friend. I hear that. So, um, now, your music, have you been recording anything new? Um, recording anything new? Well, I, I try and record, um, you know, rec recording, when we talked earlier, you know, I mentioned uh, it, it's the most challenging thing for me to do. So I've got far more songs not recorded than I have recorded. Um, and you know, of nothing is really radio or studio quality. I mean, it's all done, uh, in the bedroom with one microphone and, you know, a guitar and a vocal. Um, I'd love to see things, you know, on a radio quality or at a radio quality and with a band behind the sound, at least for some track. I try to record new things at least every, every other week. I aim for once a week. Sometimes it ends up, or more often than not, it ends up being once every two weeks or something is a new track uploaded, but it all varies. There's a lot of factors. All right. Yeah. Yeah. I imagine that takes a bit of time recording by yourself. And are you, are you doing uh, vocals and guitar yourself or are you throwing in other instruments as well? So they're pretty much all vocal and guitar, acoustic and guitar, but most of them have, uh, you know, little special spots of the song where I really kind of, you know, see what I can actually accomplish recording wise. You know, for example, I've got a piano song, actually. I'm sorry, piano is also a thing. There's, okay. I think, one right now that's recorded piano wise. But, uh, you know, it's either the piano or vocal or guitar and vocal. But, you know, every one of those songs, and we'll use a piano song for an example, um, or not everyone, but most of them, um, you know, they have little special spots. So uh, for the piano one, there's a little guitar solo, you know, uh, midway through the song or uh, on one of my acoustic ones feel like flying uh, you know there's uh, it's all acoustic guitar but there's multiple ac different acoustic guitars you know in different sections or you know I pan something to the left and you know double a vocal here and you know because um, I really try to make everything you know very much its own kind of song with with its with its own kind of mix and production you know everything's very different i think okay but there's only so much you can do with limited experience and one guitar and a, and a vocal you know yeah man yeah i'm sure you're picking up tricks and uh evolving your recording style as things go from where you first started out correct oh well absolutely i mean you know and like you know it's such a tedious and time-consuming thing doing all of this not only recording, but, you know, the whole 
what you know what comes after the recording, the mixing and the mastering and everything like that. And so, you know, if you're spending a lot of time on something, you're going to learn new things, you know, in, in doing that and learn how to do things better. Uh, so I think I'm definitely progressing in that field. All right. Very good, Max. So where in your recording process would you say you've improved? I think record more efficiently. Okay. As long as we're on uh, recording right now, are you recording any CDs or how, how can people get your music? Well, as I mentioned earlier, you know, it's really on every kind of platform you could imagine an independent artist to be on, you know, so, uh, you know, SoundCloud uh, or my website are where I normally send people. Um, I do have a YouTube channel, though not much is there. I've got a Facebook page, which is pretty informative, uh, and I live stream a lot of the stuff I do uh, on my Facebook page. So that can be cool to check out. But yeah, I just say go to my website or my SoundCloud if you're looking to hear my music. Of course, my website has probably you know the most information out of out of everything. And go ahead and shout that out for people so they can find it. Yeah, that's uh, com. All right. Well, that's a nice easy one to remember right there. Yeah, H O W R E Y is how you spell the last name. I'll include that in the show notes as well so people can find it. You don't need to find a pen and paper to write it down, people. Um, So now you've elected to not really release a physical CD, at least of the moment. Um, You are going more the releasing singles every so often, Rod. Is that correct? Yes and no. Uh, Definitely, I, I do release things as singles and not albums at least at the moment however i did compile a a lot of the songs that i uh have recorded actually almost all of them that i have recorded most of them will say Uh, but anyway you know i just made uh uh kind of homemade cds you know in a little slip and handwritten uh track list on the back and you know just my name on it just titled nick howry and you know i had those at uh, concerts or whatever, just give them out for free. Um, yeah, and actually give them out for free. You know, not like the guys down in Venice who who hand you their CDs and then say, "Hey, I need a d- donation," and then take it back. <laughs> <laughs> right on, man. Right on. So, um, all right. So occasionally you put out a CD, go hand them out and stuff like that. Yeah, but, I mean, it's not like you know, um. It's not it's not really titled titled or anything, you know, it's just more like a hard copy of a compilation of the stuff I've recorded. Okay, very cool, very cool. So, I know we were talking about bringer shows and stuff like that. Are you playing out anywhere right now? Have anything any shows scheduled? Well, I play at Solidarity uh on Lincoln Boulevard in Santa Monica every Wednesday, uh and occasionally uh twice a week just depending on whatever um i also play uh i do a lot of the open mics and stuff like i said the uh industry cafe is really cool the uh canter's deli one is is pretty sweet so yeah that's a few places and and i'm always you know adding um shows and dates i mean some I, i really do a bad job with it um sometimes but yeah there's always there's always something in the future going on for sure i i make sure of that all right cool man cool so what is the biggest challenge or biggest difference from playing back playing back home in georgia to playing in la well back in georgia um i was more uh 
you know, I was, I was more involved in, in band gigs, um, either with uh, my old high school band or with my dad's band. I did do a few shows that were, you know, just acoustic and me. Uh, and I started doing those really only probably about a year or so before I left. And then, you know, every, every show I did like that was with my, my, you know, my dad always came to every single one of them. And, you know, he always helped me set up. And, you know, if I ever had a question or like forgot something, you know, he was, he was always there to handle it. So I don't really have that now, uh, which is really something I took for granted because you know, <laughs> I'm, I'm sure as, as you know, working with anything uh, that's that where, where technology is involved and cables, uh, there's always some issue or something forgotten or whatever. Oh yeah. It's really easy to take like uh parents for granted and uh stuff oh, like sure. that and uh yeah. we've all had that cable not work i recently just had to replace the battery on my computer uh right. in order to do another interview so <laughs> my, my equivalent would be a guitar battery you know yeah. or, or a broken string or whatever it is i mean there's always a thousand things so that's one big difference also i think a big difference is you know i i knew a lot of people obviously within that community back in Georgia, because that's where I grew up really my entire life ever since I was one. So, you know, we knew a lot of people and it was very easy to play places, you know, I mean, word gets out pretty quickly if, uh, if somebody's, you know, a, a good guy to hire for either a private party or, you know, playing at a coffee shop. So I think it was definitely a lot easier, you know, to, to, to obtain uh, these shows. I mean, and also you got to keep in mind, you know, obviously there's far less competition, you know, in, in Roswell, Georgia than there is in Los Angeles, Roswell being where I'm from. Um, but, but, you know, also it's worth mentioning that I wasn't, I, I don't think I really was, I mean, I was 100% serious and committed and knew what I wanted to do uh, back when I was living there and living in college and everything, but I didn't really... Um, I, I don't think I, t I put in as much time as I should have, you know, either in developing guitar skills or, or songwriting or whatever. I mean, at the same time, I put in a, a, a ton of time, you know, don't get me wrong, but it's, uh, you know, there's always um, a lot more uh, of, of a distraction, you know, whether it be, you know, an essay due the next day that you have to do or, you know, a friend calling saying, you know, let's hang out. So, yeah, but I mean, I, I think I do a lot more. I'm, I'm much more productive out here just because of how, much I am on my own and how serious of a, of a desire I have to um, really be the best that I can and, you know, be, you know, constantly progress and, you know, eventually and hopefully inevitably uh, be successful within this industry. Right on, man. Have you made that first paid gig yet? Well, I get uh, paid every time I play at Solidarity on uh, Wednesdays. So that's very nice. And I also get a, uh, a free meal, too. Oh, very nice. Very nice. So, like, what would be your advice to a musician that's trying to establish him or herself in a new location? Not that I've really had anywhere near the level of success that I wish I have. Really, you know, have hardly any, you know, in the grand scheme of things. But I think, you know, there's several things. One, you've got to kind of limit your distractions, you know, and you've really just got to take it as, as something, uh, you know, very serious um, and understand the um, the results that you can have, you know, with, with, with uh, the time that you put in. Um, I think you should always, you know, constantly trying to be, learn new things within music, you know, whether it be the guitar 
or, um, you know, how to, uh, you know, just w- whatever, you know. Um, and, uh, yeah, I mean, you know, I, I just, you, you've also, you've got to be, you know, unique and different, but you've got to have the right influences as well. So that's my two cents on that, yeah. All right, all right. Um, that is some good advice. Kind of have to find a way to differentiate yourself from uh, from the crowd, from the rest of the bands that are in that area. Yeah, but at the same time, I feel like if you are actually, you know, destined to, um, you know, if you if you actually belong within this industry and and are destined to to be successful, I think that it's it's very easy for you to go you know, just, just your own direction and, um, you know, not really listen to what anybody else is saying and just kind of do what is, you know, in your mind as something that just has to be done or, or, or achieved, you know, are you doing anything right now that, uh, are, are you doing anything right now to promote yourself that's working or kind of outside of the box of what most people would think of doing for promoting themselves? Um, Let's see. Well, I send, you know, every week or, or really two weeks, I send, you know, I, I try and email as many people as I can, you know, whether it be agents, managers or, or record people or record people's assistants. And so I think in a way that's putting yourself out there, you know, because at least, you know, hopefully you'll get one out of 100 people to, you know, listen to you. Although sometimes it can be less odds than that. But I think also, you know, a, a good way to do that is uh, just playing as, as much live as, as you possibly can, um, which is what I try and do. Um, which, again, you know, just going back to openmics.org, I really love that place because, uh, you know, it just tells you what's, what's available on which, which night of the week, at what time, and you just show up and you do it and, you know, you meet people and hopefully gain more opportunities through that. All right, yeah, definitely, man, and that's huge too. Uh, getting out there, meeting the people in the scene, and uh, that's one of the best way to pick up new fans as well. But the first thing that you said, emailing uh, record labels and execs and stuff like that—that's that's some good advice. Do you include in the email? Um, well, no. First of all, you know, finding those names and and lists and whatever, you know, that's a that requires a bit of research. You know, whether it's, you know, going into Google Maps and typing in agencies or management, and then you know, pull, pulling up the list and emailing everybody on that list, or or finding you know lists other people have made or whatever else it is. I've spent a, a you know a small bit of time, I guess, although it's constantly edited, on just you know this little paragraph. Um, explaining, you know, I guess a little bit of who I am and what you can check out, um, and you know, uh, whatever else. And, uh, that's, you know, just in my notes on my computer and it's just a copy and paste thing. Um, so that's, and that obviously makes, you know, things a lot easier when you're, uh, emailing that many people, you know, not having (laughs) to type a new message every time. Yes, definitely. Have a little template. You can do little tweaks here and there. All right. That is good advice as well. So, all right, man. So I know you're still kind of new in the LA area. How long have you been playing music for? Well, I've I've been singing since I was about 13, uh, maybe even a little before that. Uh, and I, I was uh, singing with my dad's band you know, nuts because he was, um, 
you know, it's a bunch of 50 year olds basically with some 13 year olds singing most of the songs. <laughs> um, and I did that for a long time. And then, uh, I had my own band in high school and then, you know, later years of high school, I did my kind of solo things, although was still kind of part of the band. The band lasted until uh, really until the end of senior year or really till the beginning of senior year, I believe. And we did like a few shows after that, but, you know, nothing really. But yeah, so it's been a long time. And, you know, I discovered the fascination of music, I guess, kind of in writing music and such midway through high school. Um, okay. Actually, in in a guitar class, uh, not by my dad, you know, my dad's a musician, um, and obviously, you know, a huge influence for me. Um, but I never, uh, had, you know, any kind of longing of, of really picking up the guitar. Um, I think part of that reason is just because my dad had so many and he was always playing and like, you know, if your dad does something, it makes it immediately less appealing to you. <laughs> uh, but I took a guitar class in high school and and that's really what kickstarted it. Um, and you know, once it was you know, kickstarted, it's like it's still, you know, it's still that same energy, you know, that takes a hold of my mind and heart every time I play or learn something new. You know, it's it's just it's a fascinating thing, music, because it's you know both an art and a science. Um, okay, I think it's one of the only things like that. Yeah, yeah. So the art and the science. How do you uh, make that correlation? Oh, good question. Um, so, you know, the science part would be, uh, you know, music is, is can very much be uh, written out and understood, you know, music theory and, you know, what notes belong together and which ones don't. Uh, but at the same time, you know, none of that, um, I mean, a lot of that matters, right? But there's all sorts of shit you can write and, and create that just really shouldn't work. Um, and, and also, you know, just the process of, of, of taking all of that, you know, theory and stuff and turning it into, um, you know, a song that, that people uh, relate to or enjoy, um, you know, and, and with lyrics as well, you know, like, that's where the real art part of that comes from. But yeah, you know, at the same time, that, that's what's crazy is because, you know, you know, a kid could read a book on music, you know, uh, you know, live in a cave and read read a thousand books on music and know every single thing about it and every single thing about its theory and which chords go together and which notes come together. But I guarantee you that kid cannot end up producing or writing, um, a, you know, a piece of work that that would equivalent to like a number one song, you know, or or a song people would enjoy, you know. And that's what's that's what's so magical and mysterious is being able to do that part of the songwriting and the creation. Very true, very true. and Cool, man. So what is a highlight or two that you would care to share with the uncontained audience? Oh, that's an interesting question. Uh, I don't think, I, I mean, there's been incredible moments, I guess, but I don't really think there's any kind of highlight necessarily worth talking about. Um, I don't think I've, I've, I've reached any of the highlights that, that you know, I, I so desire, you know, that, that I would say, um, is something we're talking about. Does that okay. make sense? I, like, I, I understand what you're saying, but I guess what I'm asking is kind of is kind of like when you're out with your friends and you're talking about music, so what is a story that you like to share with them that's like, oh yeah, there was this one time where I did this. So that's kind of what I'm asking. And before you answer that question, do you ever listen to the Nerdist podcast or it's now ID10T? Um, 
I'm not familiar with that. All right. Well, anyway, there's a guy on the podcast. His name's Jonah Ray. All right. And I actually saw them live in uh, Mountain View at the IDT 10T Festival uh, last year. And I got to ask them a question at their podcast. And it basically, it was the title question to my show, which I'll ask you later on. But he's like, the key to Hollywood and the entertainment industry is celebrating all of your successes, even the small ones, because you're going to have a lot of failure. And taking the time to celebrate that small success will help you out you know like you got to celebrate everything you can that's that's interesting um i guess how i'd respond to that though is 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 number one i think most great um you know artists or creators are never satisfied with really anything they do it doesn't matter uh and two i think you know it's it's that constant unsatisfaction that leads to you know new creations and works that previously may not have been um, you know, created. Um, but I definitely see what you're saying, you know, recognize the little successes and how that can be valuable. I just, I don't know. It's hard for me to do, although, you know, I'll tell you what feels really good and going back to your highlight question. And I think, I think, I think, you know, a highlight for me is, is, uh, within music is, is every time somebody, um, after I've performed, you know, talks to me personally and, and, you know, not only just says, um, you know, great job, really enjoyed your set because I get that quite a bit, but when somebody comes up and, 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 you know, talks to me personally and then goes into detail about what it is they liked or how they relate to this song or, you know, whatever it is that they're saying, um, just, I, you know, I think what it is, is that it's, they're kind of giving me a validation for the time and the effort and the work that I've put in to the music that I've written. Does that make sense? And, and that, that, that is something I think that, that I really need and that is always a highlight uh, when it happens. Yeah, I hear you. I hear you. And it's also that they paid enough attention to your music to let it touch them, you know? Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. All right. You see, that's a highlight right there, and it leads right into my next question. It's amazing how that works out. Um, my next question is, what do you want your audience that comes sees you or listens to your music online or takes home one of those free bootleg copies of your own music that you pass out? What do you want them to take away and uh, feel from your performance? Well, I couldn't tell them what to take away and feel from the performance. Um, I want them to really just, you know, enjoy and respect the music and, you know, relate to the music and I really just have their own kind of individual opinions and understanding of the song, you know, uh, because that 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 i think is what it's all about right is 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 why this song is i mean you know you could argue that the melody is all a song is and i'd say you know a lot of the times um that's that's all you need for a song to be successful is an amazing melody you know it doesn't even matter the lyrics but i think when like the song um you know somebody really likes more than just the melody you know they like the story or or you know whatever it is um i think that's that's what i that's what i hope people uh i you know people just recognizing my music uh as something of value that's that's what i want all right all right fair enough fair enough no 
in particular like feeling or take away you got just recognizing the value in it all right fair enough my friend so i do have one final question left for you here today nick before i ask that though i want uh you to share your corner of the internet what's your social media where can they find your music so where where is your corner of the internet nick yes everything's under uh you know just at nick howry uh luckily there's not that many nick howry's out there I think I might be the only one, actually, so it's pretty easy. Um, or you could just, you know, there's links to all of that on my website. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, you know, definitely I'm using the Instagram, uh, my website and SoundCloud, Reverb Nation, Facebook page. Um, but, yeah, you know, and if, if anybody's listening and, and listens to my stuff and uh, enjoys it for whatever reason, I'd love to hear from you. Um and yeah, I'd just love to uh, take on some more fans uh, on this journey with me. Um, but yeah, just everything at Nick Howry. That's where it is. All right. Sounds good, man. Okay. I have one final question for you. It is a title question of the show. Nick Howry, how do you live uncontained? Uh, great question. Um, I just think that uh, it's something... Uh, you know, it's just, it's just my destiny within this universe, I think, to, to do something in regards to music. Uh, I think it's, it's everything I've prepared for up to this point would lead to that. Uh, it's what I love. It's my passion. Uh, I get a lot of great feedback every time I go out and do it. I think now it's just a matter of finding the right person and the right connection or, um, you know, whatever it is. Uh, and, and I think that, um, that uh, that's just you know it's just you just got to keep taking steps in the right direction and I think that's what I'm doing and I think inevitably I'll I'll reach a point where I'll be happy and successful if I keep doing what I'm doing. All right, man. Thank you very much. I have one final thing for you to do, and that is sign off the show. Nick, will you do me the honor of signing off the show tonight? Sure. Uh, I'd like to say, Aaron, it's been wonderful talking to you. Love the podcast. I'm Nick Howry, and I live uncontained. And that does it for another episode of Uncontained. Thank you for listening, and thank you to Nick Howry for joining me and sharing his story here on Uncontained. Please make sure you swing by www.uncontainedpod.com, the home of Uncontained. And uh, all of my social media links are there, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, Yeah, you can find everything right there along with listen to the show on the homepage and the show notes for the show as well. So check them out. And until next time, live uncontained.